0: Welcome to the Radium Black podcast, a show about Radium Black and everything Massiverse, a series and superhero universe created by Kyle Higgins and Marcelo Acosta. Uh, I'm your host, Bashar, and I'm joined by my friends and my fellow co hosts, uh, Firefly, slash, Ali, Charlie, and Matt. Today, we've got some some special guests. As you can see, we've got Kyle Higgins, writer, uh, creator of the Massiverse, writer of Radium Black, and Kyle several other things of course as you already know matt groom creator co-creator and writer of inferno gold red um melissa flores co-creator and writer of the dead lucky michael basuto editor uh uh supreme just like so knowledge supreme. being <laughs> wow just, uh, ahead of everything in terms of the massive verse keeping everything together uh, just you know incredible stuff and the designs on the uh the trades, I guess you do those two as well, right? Everyone, yeah. everyone knows how great those are. So,
1: you went, you got, you passed ultra, you passed mega, you went right for supreme. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you, and- Michael? That you is, good? that might be, that's the best designation I've heard, uh, on a podcast of Michael yet.
0: Wow, awesome, and then. <laughs> Ryan Parrott, of course, a co-creator of uh, Rogue Sun and writer of Rogue Sun and oh, we haven't seen each other in a long time, Ryan. I feel like nice. it's, been, it's been ages, really. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry,
2: uh, Ryan is writer supreme, I think. I think <laughs> <laughs> <it's actually laughs> I
3: he's the only play. writer supreme here, I guess. If Supreme so wasn't, end.
1: hold on, if Supreme wasn't already a Supreme's 90s another guy, character, yeah. <laughs> Ryan would write Supreme into Rogue Sun. <laughs> I was also congratulating
4: everybody's name and just go and Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Congratulations on, on the launch of the Rogue Sun podcast. I saw that uh, today.
5: Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah, a fun, fun one. Very excited. Uh, thank you guys right. Very flattering and awesome.
0: Very excited soon. to talk Rogue Sun. Man, holy oh shit. The covers that came out today solicits uh, for the newest issues of the Massive Verse uh, comic books. We didn't get a dead lucky issue. Michael told us the reason why uh, it's being solicited for later but we saw the okay, covers for
6: reason.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's we'll what it, it light? For... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we had just to tell people like a little production shift. So an issue mm. that was already solicited is now out in August. So you have the solicit for that month's issue already, and you'll have the next one next month. It's, it's truly boring stuff.
0: Mm. But But, but you guys saw that time Falcon cover, right? Like, Oh, my God. I love that name. That's that's like something that we're all going to say from now on all the time. But um, And then Morningstar and the other cover. Of course, Radiant Black, we got the, the two covers, Marcelo and... So one thing that's so cool is that we have an art uh, duo of Marcelo and Eduardo. And then we have a writing duo of Joe and, and Kyle. So it's like...
1: Yes. So the covers are all Marcelo so far. Okay. That, no. that might change. But for now, it's been Marcelo doing... Each is a, as a connecting image. Yeah. Just my, while whole, about
2: those, you got Kyle.
1: Oh, I was just going to say my, my whole thing behind it too, is like, I like when an event feels like an event. And so we felt like as we moved away from ratio covers that the catalyst war where every month you could basically have an interlocking, like big widescreen poster image. Like that's a really cool thing to have for the six part event to have six of those, you know? Um, And so my, originally I wanted Eduardo and Marcelo to do each one together, but then the logistics and scheduling of it made it. So it's, (laughs) that's actually trickier than, than you would think. So, um, but that we're at some point we're going to have them jam on one together. I would imagine. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Um, I just wanted to say Marcelo's connecting cover for 27 is the best one yet. We, we did it last week. Oh, rules.
1: Yeah, it's real it's real good. Yeah.
2: Um and the ornate cover for Rogue Sun that you guys just saw is Holly Renee's first ever comics work, I believe. Oh wow. That's uh awesome. it rules I think you are going to see her all over the place very soon. Awesome. Okay. That's very awesome cool. to know for sure. Um I, I personally
3: want to know, like, starting off, like this big, this big event's kind of coming, like you guys are getting ready for it. It's the second one, obviously. Um, was it easier this, this time around going into it? Did you learn anything or, cause obviously we know you started a bit earlier, but w- kind of, what was the process like this one compared to the last Supermassive?
2: I, I we learned would, nothing. I, I <laughs>
1: would, I would, I would say that this one was harder. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with the fact, I mean, you can see it um, in where everyone's status quo is. Think about trying to write this when we started writing this, which our first story kind of sessions were in August of last year. Um, We hadn't written all of the lead up to where these characters are currently in supermassive 2023, as well as, you know, issue six of dead lucky issue 12 of rogue son issue 24 of radiant black. So it was, um, it was challenging to figure out. And and sometimes there were some storytelling decisions and characters that we had to firm up and we were finding. And so finding the right vehicle for this type of story was, I think like Probably that was an early hurdle, like the biggest hurdle early on. And then once we found it, it became this really nice organic build. As where everyone's character was at, there was a we found a way to build an arc for everybody, um, so that it's additive to where their main series um, story is at. And and once we found that, then everything else is like you know, then you can start building on top of that.
2: Yeah, like the the first Supermassive was, you know, it had to fit into the ongoing train of Radiant Black and then it had to also start the Rogue Sun train and connect to an Inferno Girl Red train and like warn you about a dead lucky train, right? This one had four ongoing trains moving at different speeds that it had to weave directly through the centre of without breaking any of them, Like, I think we started talking about this issue before Ryan had written a word of Caleb dialogue in Rogue Son, the regular book.
4: Yeah, I was, I was, can I cast on this one? yeah i was an asshole on this project i'm gonna be honest because <laughs> <Okay, laughs> i didn't want to commit to anything i was like they're like what is your character gonna be i don't even know if there's gonna be a character like it just like i didn't want to commit to anything and it was just like you had to figure it out and it was hard man like it was it was very very difficult yeah I, it, it was very much a, a retro like i was like oh wait how did we write him in this okay let's go and write his introduction now which is a completely backwards way of doing things but you know yeah it's fun
7: well, you nailed it. I feel like it doesn't feel like this is like a crossover that has to happen, which is like one of the biggest cruxes of comic books. Is like it feels like your run stops, but I feel like these weaved in perfectly. Even like the it, the themes just really fit. We are gonna go into full spoilers of this. This is coming out after. Hopefully, you picked up your copy on uh, whatever Wednesday's. Uh, what is it, May 24th, 17,
2: 24,
7: 24. 24th. Wow, I was I was right. That's I haven't felt like that way before. But yeah, that was that was great. Um, I. <laughs> Dina Culo, of course, did the art for this, which we haven't even mentioned. So how did yeah. you guys manage to uh, to talk him into this? Um, I sent a lot of text messages
1: um, telling Daniele he had to do this. Uh, no, we, I mean, Daniele and I are very close. Um, we go back to, well, all of us to Power Ranger days. Um, and Daniele drew, he drew my issues of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers during Shattered Grid. Um And so it just felt we'd been trying to find the right thing uh, to do together in the Massiverse for a little while. There was a a, a brief moment where Daniele was going to draw issue 18 uh, of Radiant Black. Um, And then actually Daniele, we were originally talking to Daniele about drawing um, Supermassive last year, uh, but the schedule wouldn't. It was very early on. The schedule wasn't going to work um obviously daniele co-created shift with me and he drew the lead story of the the four issue uh serial but when it came time to do this again like it was obvious like they were that's first call like um you know daniele are you available when well when could you be available (laughs) how early would you need script um all those conversations um we had those for a period of a couple months really um and then it all came together and um, like, like, yeah, it, it just all came together. So
7: <laughs> ben, the reason we want to do full spoilers, I don't want to take Bash, Bash's question, but I think we all thought of this like nothing really hate me in a combo quite like the uh, Wellness Wallace thing like i (laughs) i don't know like i feel like he's anti-drugs but i feel like drugs were involved in his creation not calling out (laughs) anybody here but no i i love that that was as mind-blowing as it wanted to be i don't hopefully disney's nice because it did look a lot like max rebar which (laughs) rebo for the rebo band but i love that how much um i'm actually going to steal bash's question right now i don't want to bash um you had a question about rogue sun and what happens with the fears like the what's like the, the fear? Yeah, it? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So like in the first massive we got this like premonitiony thing where they all got to see some sort of component or you know some sort of like vision, and then we have something kind of similar here, but not exactly the same. Where they're in the trials, and in one of the trials, they all get to see their fears. But Rogue Son, oops, sorry, I keep shaking. Rogue Son, he's he's just like I'm feeling cold all of a sudden, and then he's falling. So is that my question? Is well, I have two questions for, about Rogue Sun. First, my first question is, is that Rogue Sun's fear is that he's being sucked back into the, the stone or what's exactly going on there? Because I was not like sure. And then the second one is, is Caleb like, is he being serious when he says the person that died at the beginning of the story is his ancestor or was that actually him? So those are my two questions. Yeah. Uh,
4: question one, he's afraid of drowning. So that was water. Um, okay. But I like your answer better, so I'm going to use that from now on. That's better. I like that. Really, it's a smarter, should be writing the book and that uh, <laughs> Can we call uh, you and, for Supermassive next year? Yeah, we <laughs> know, year. There you go. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, um, and then the answer to, two. Um, no, I, I think uh, the idea was that he'd never explain, like, the idea was that Caleb would never let them know that he was not Dylan. So he's saying that that's how that's how that's how Caleb died. But he's pretending Caleb is pretending to be Dylan. So he has to say that that's how my ancestor died.
0: But that is but that is, in fact, how Caleb's did like die. Yeah. So so that that was when we saw what we saw in the opening of 2022 Supermassive. That was Caleb's death in his original life.
4: Unless I come up with something awesome to change okay. it to, yeah. So that I was happen. correct. Okay,
2: that's awesome. No, okay, no, there's that, no that red some... There's no. no well, that, me, a... that makes it there's better. No, better in the oh, massive ones. <laughs> that's eight That's the supreme rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that that's better. I'm glad that makes it much better. Okay,
5: thank you.
4: Well, every I think it's it's a rule. All all rogue sons have to die in the exact same pose. That's the that's the thing. That's.
5: The <laughs> thing. I was just about to say it looks exactly like. how Everybody Marcus goes died down too. like Jesus. I think I think one thing you guys.
0: I mean, it's fine. One thing you guys did that was really impressive was, I think Matt already touched upon this, everyone uh, including Thomas and the new character Matt Groom, I'm assuming, introduced and was handling this entire issue, which is incredible. I really love that addition. We'll get more into that as the issue progresses because there's big surprises with thomason throughout the entire issue but um, on.
1: matt only got incredible michael got supreme i just okay all right i just wanted to i just wanted to put it out there for the record All right.
0: All right. okay but anyway all things being equal here um i i want I, one thing is you guys did like uh written and ama- me oh sorry let me start right over the the writing was incredible because you had amazing justifications for all the characters being involved with the chase of the holy yeah. grail one thing i really loved was dead lucky's um rationale for being involved first of all holy shit that costume upgrade for like you guys gonna just like subtly sprinkle that into super massive like amazing stuff right there loved it it's really cool i don't know if that's just like the morrow uniform official that's just how she looks now but really yeah, really cool, cool subtle upgrade there. Um, I loved her justification for being involved because, again, spoilers, big time. As we've seen at the end of the Dead Lucky arc, like Eddie obviously sacrificed himself and her justification for being involved is like she wants to use the grail to bring Eddie back to life. And there's a bit of that, like, in terms of everyone has their own reason. So I really liked everyone's reasoning, but I especially resonated with uh, BB's because I thought that really she brings that emotional core from her own book up to this one. And then I really like how she hits on uh, <laughs> on Thomas and so, yeah.
6: I think actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I think that's when we decided Eddie would die, right? In like one of these calls, we were planning super oh, wow. massive. And we were trying to figure out, again, like we were trying oh, to yeah. figure out how to make the motivations work. And we knew at the end of Dead Lucky um, that she was going to lose someone because I felt that um, the issue six, at the end of Lucky issue six, that she was going to lose someone. I didn't want it to be Eddie because I was really attached to the character. Um, but it just the more we talked about it, it just in order to um, close that arc out the way we wanted it to and also set her up for supermassive, it felt right that it would be Eddie. And I think um, it, it actually kind of hurt me when I when we decided it. But it was I think it was actually with all these guys in a zoom that like, it was just like, what if we kill Eddie? And, um, and then and then it just made sense. And, um, and, you know, it, it brought a different dynamic, like it, now it's changing the arc, like it changed the, you know, arcs seven through issue seven through 12 in a different way in a really cool way, like brings Georgia up a little more who's Eddie's ex. And, um, and it allows us to play a different kind of game with Moro, And um, which is always really fun, because now BB has toys, lots and lots of toys uh, that are Moro sponsored. And, um, and that was really fun that that special forces outfit that was from Daniele, I literally just said BBs in like some sort of like, um, some sort of like special, and I put like some sort of tactical like reference suit in like the script for him to reference. And he was just like, No, thanks. And like, did this like incredible <laughs> suit that will not be the
1: um, last time we
6: see yeah. it. And we're like, we have to use this again. It's yeah, freaking cool. So that was all him doing his magic.
4: That's the best part about being a comic book writer is you can write Lynn and give me a brand new tactical suit and then you don't have to do any more work. And it's like, Good luck, yeah. artist <laughs>
6: That's
0: awesome. Yeah. I think that's another thing that you guys did very well was beyond the justifications. We got a really good reason for everyone being involved, but also towards the end, we got a really good like evolution for, you know, their journey beyond the Supermassive twenty twenty three and how they're going to take those changes into their respective titles. I think that's really exciting for in a way, that's great because it's great for the the people who've been reading everything. Like for every, you know, they get that that in addition to everything, and then it's great for the newer readers who are like, okay, this is what I have to look forward to as well, and it sets up something cool. So I just wanted to throw that out there, and I think Ali had a question.
5: Yeah, so I want to talk about uh, the big misdirect, I guess, from this issue. So the moment the covers got revealed, a lot of us were kind of disappointed that Inferno Gore Red wasn't going to be in this issue and uh but matt we were still happy to see that matt was still you know on the writing team and you know from some of the interviews that uh, i've read you said you were writing the new thomason characters so like okay maybe she's the villain that's in charge of her so how did that come to be was that also like an idea from the beginning and is that actually the first inferno go red to to kind of go with the first um broke son
8: Yeah. Well, I think this was one of the earliest pieces in play and it really just came down from the fact that the timeline of the the last Supermassive relative to Cassia is already like pretty far ahead of things. And we didn't want to like keep making that gap bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, So we knew that involving Cassia at this point without getting more of her story in her own title was probably going to be a little difficult. Um, But we in the early conversations were talking about the fact that we were going to be dealing with this rogue sun from a long long time ago and i knew because of the sort of like world building and things that i figured out that the lineage of infernal go red was both like incredibly long and also multiversal um so it it became pretty natural pretty quickly to like oh well it can just be one of the early ones what if this infernal go red knew this rogue sun um and like that was a pretty foundational element from early on but then i think also like we we like to surprise and like there's meant to be like big events right like we like to have a big thing and there is another big thing that we'll probably talk about a little bit later um that came together a little later in the piece so for a little while like this is one of the the big things and um i was certainly happy to you know take on that role of like pretending that there's no inferno go red involvement so that could be the one of the surprises for the issue i don't um, think
1: you it, ever actually lied i think you said mm-hmm. cassie is not i in. said I the time. a is lot, is lot of times
8: yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 uh and it also meant that we could have a or seemingly have a villain for the issue um and have that feel real and earned and then sort of like subvert that at the end uh as it for being the first Inferno Girl read, not the first one in this instance, but certainly the the first one was seen by a, a pretty big margin thus far.
5: So definitely the earliest, okay, but earliest that we've seen at least. Um, but let me tell you, it made the reading experience a lot better because, like, I was on um I was on the video with these guys still reading <laughs> it, and like you could hear me go, "Oh shit!" Like <laughs> it was a really good moment, especially moments. not not expecting it at all. So <laughs> whatever misdirect or, or not lying that happened, it worked. Yeah. So we like
3: to hear, chef's kiss for sure. Um, going going a little back to the um the incredible art here. Um, really, we had um a, a new colorist on this one did did an incredible job. Um, yeah how how strict was obviously we heard uh, melissa she could just say tactical suit and you have this beautiful creation um i've seen i love that panel you guys uh shared on world's finest true believers of the piggyback ride um kind of marshall riding nathan along that, that was just beautiful but how like how much of a guideline did you have to give him versus how much freedom did he kind of have drawing this thing
2: i mean i think kyle he like Daniele drew Shattered Grid with Kyle. He drew Did you 12 issues of Power Rangers with you, Ryan? More than that? Maybe more. Something like that. Melissa was involved behind the scenes on all of those. Matt and I have been sort of spontaneously involved in conversations about all of that. I think, like, I would give Daniele as long a leash as he wants. Like, we basically sent him the script and sent go for it yeah. and we were specific when well, we thought two... specificity like you know to tie into parts of the books like to make references go sure. but largely like i don't know that we had many notes
6: no i think um my i had a section where we did a double page spread and i literally i think i just said go crazy danielle that was literally the, the direction um and then we just gave him references to like you know obviously what bb suit looks like or what kane looks like but like even like um kane's eyes which are revealed for the first time to be bionetic yeah. um that was him i just said her eyes are bio or you know she's got implants for eyes and he got to design what that looked like
1: so well i should i should also mention though that the medieval inferno girl red and thomason was designed by erica dear, so. Oh, nice. and uh caleb uh well you never see caleb but The medieval rogue son armor is designed by Abel
2: yeah anything that's like is from one of those books and and belongs to one of those books was designed by the artist who co-created that series as I think you know we would like to do in as many opportunities as possible but yeah I think Melissa it's like there's a double page spread where they are surrounded by demons and the script says like they're surrounded by demons and you know like (laughs) You expect like, oh, he's going to do a bunch of them in silhouette or he'll draw like sort of a dozen different ones and copy paste them. And like, I don't expect him to draw a page full of them surrounded by demons. And then he sent Very in the terrible. layout and it was like, yeah. I think he's there. He's going to draw them surrounded by demons. And then he sent in the, the inks and it's like, oh, he just drew a page of them. So sur- Okay, well, <laughs> cool. Love, love it. Anytime in LA, anytime you want my guy.
3: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, kind of, uh, I, I actually, I, I do want to skip this far cause it, this was the biggest kind of the thing I was wondering. I know, I know obviously, um, throw, got this guy on our, my wall here, Mr. Spawn, um, kind of going back to that last page, we get that reveal of medieval Spawn. Um, I know how big of a fan Ryan is personally of of Spawn. So kind of going through my head, I'm not a Spawn guy. So I was like, I was just, I was excited for Ryan always at this point. So (laughs) so what did that mean to you to kind of get that in a page with your character, you know, or not, not in the page, but like in the same book, you
4: know, I mean, Kyle, like sent me the text message. Where were we when you got the text message that we could do it?
3: Um, oh,
1: well we we got got final. Yeah. We were at WonderCon. We were at that. We were doing that panel.
4: Yeah, I think we're all, like, right as we were sitting yeah. down to do the panel. Yeah, that's right. I, I remember I was like, we got to keep the stuff chill now. we are got to tell everybody. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just thought this was so cool because um, we didn't know. Okay, this might be breaking the rules here. I don't think we knew we were going to be able to do that until very late in the game. Is that okay to say? Yeah, I think so. I already so. said it, so. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and it, it
8: like, he, I had plans for it, but. It, so, yeah, it, it was, yeah,
1: it yeah, was It was something we had plans for a long way back. And I can, I can who, one of you was with me in San Diego. Who was with me? Matt was Does with he? me. So I met Todd for the first time in San Diego, like, on, just randomly on the show floor. And we said hi. And then I told him about I was like, we do this thing. And, you know, yeah. and he was like, oh, sure. But I don't think, you know, it's a convention floor. You don't know what what someone remembers. So I, I didn't take it as a yes officially or anything like that. But it was something then that as it got closer, um, it was like, OK, like, you know, let's reach out. And we wanted to wait till we had most of the book done to show to to show like. This is what we're doing. This is what it looks like, and this is what we are intending with this. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, he thought it was cool. And we uh, we even got—I don't know if you all know this or not—because um, it happened pretty quick and late in the game. But we uh, we got the official medieval spawn font for uh, oh, for medieval cool. spawn. There, that, that, that's, that's what that's what he's using in that balloon.
4: I just love that it made my cover, the Rogue Sun cover with Medieval Spawn and a mm. way more interesting now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
7: yeah that's true. That's yeah, true. was I was gonna say, did you guys was that after like that cover? Did that did you know that was gonna happen before uh, you wrote uh, Medieval Spawn? No? <clears throat> well, I think it was... those
2: covers were before it was official but after we'd been talking about it. Is that yeah.
1: right? Yeah.
4: That's amazing.
1: So, yeah, and that was that was another part of the conversation. Like, because the Dead Lucky had a really awesome uh, Mm -hmm. spawn cover as well. And that was part of the conversation, which was like, well, can we can we do a combo? Can we do a Dead Lucky as a spawn? And it was like, go for it, you know. Um, So that was a good one. And then we had we had Radiant Pink uh, to which now the only thing my girlfriend knows about spawn is when she asked me and I said, uh, loves chains, hates selfies. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not useful in any context when it just, it's just, it, it was an inside joke for the, the cover we did for Radiant Pink. But um, sorry, Infernal Girl, Infernal Girl Red didn't get a, a cool spawn cover, Matt. Maybe next time.
2: We missed like right it by like two Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, they got to be friends was it was, so
3: was that also nikola's design for that um for the black inferno girl uh like Tomlinson's design because that was like with the black visor and everything that was inc- or that that was that's that Kat. was erica's that's, that's Erica. yeah. right. okay so she did the actual character and the costume and everything yeah okay yeah. Wow. we've that's we've incredible. got
2: design sheets that i'm sure we will find somewhere to put whether it's online or in a, a trade down the line or something they're very they're very yeah. cool and Like, she nailed that design first or second pass, basically. It was like, here it is. And it was like, yep, there she is.
3: Yep. Yeah, for sure. And um, actually, I I had a question for uh, Melissa. Is like, she... I found BB, she was on, we were talking about this earlier, she was almost kind of, she always takes command in these situations. Um, like, like kind of like going through these trials, she's a very, she just has a good mind. Um, she's very calm in these very high-stress situations. Um, so, kind of, was that, um, was she, uh, like, meant to be a leader? Is that kind of just, like, her
6: yeah that was intentional specifically yeah. i mean the way um the way we wrote it like especially my pages like there were the 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 pages i wrote specifically were like bb takes charge because she's she's the one that do, you know, knows yes. combat strategy sure. so sure. like she's the one that would naturally be the one that like leads them through this but her like we were always meant it was always meant to bring her combat experience and her captain officer experience to the role, um, just because I think I think of all of them except for like maybe Thomason and Rogue Son, she's she's the one that actually has combat military experience when it comes to this kind of stuff. So it just made sense naturally. Um, but you know the I, the way BB was written by the other guys, they just they just did a great job with BB. So so I can't really speak to um, how they wrote their pages, but I mean I I literally had no notes. <laughs> they they all like seemed to get her and and did a great job with her. So I can't. I could not complain
0: <laughs> um okay kyle i've waited long enough now let's let's ask some radiant black questions first of all um uh the last page for radiant black 24 uh, i'm still uh recovering from that like that was hard man that was like that was hard that was hard it took a, <laughs> took a long time for some of us to make a decision so you're I can team. see
1: the vote count go up every day. I haven't made a decision. <laughs> yeah,
3: you, you don't have to tell us who who you voted for. But did did anyone vote here? I know. I think Ryan said he voted, but did I voted. Put in a vote, nice.
6: I'm still waiting to vote, but I know who. I, I mean, I've I've never wavered. I'm I'm always okay. teammate Dan. Oh, I didn't realize we allowed I to. I thought it'd be like, He's like He's gonna take you a know, vote you're vote not allowed now. to
8: get be, like into competitions that you have like a legal involvement
2: with.
1: <laughs> now <Nah>, you can <laughs> vote, Matt.
2: I will Nerf. say I put in a bunch of test votes as I was building it. And so I didn't have a vote. So I waited. I I was vote 1000. I waited to be nice. a, a good number. Good. That's That's good. How
1: I have not voted yet. <laughs> oh, Haven't you?
3: you Are you waiting or you're not going to vote? I don't know. I don't you know. See how close it is. I mean, it's, it,
1: it's, it's real interesting to watch people discuss and vote on, Two different book directions, sure. Um, And that's that's been a really interesting um, experience because I know what happens, (laughs) and and, you know I know what meaning like I know what everyone's story uh, would would be, and so it's been it's it's cool. It's it's a it's a good time. I'm glad I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised by how much. Uh, discussion people were having about which of the two they should vote for. And that really yeah. was the intention. Um, but, you know, I didn't think I didn't know if that would happen. Um, there's a reason why we're doing this at the two year point. You know, like everything we've done has been building to this and everything we've done with the characters, you know, and every issue has been to make that this choice really hard. Okay. Um, it's cool. So it's cool
3: to see it finally start to play out. Was it always your intention to put it in the reader's hands?
2: Yeah. Always yeah. the intention. For okay. for a real long time. You like, pitched this yeah. to me a long time ago.
6: He's been talking about it this like over a year. Like I remember years. the day he was talking about it. Yeah. It was-
1: I pitched this I pitched this to Eric Stevenson at Image. Uh and i had already had it fully pretty fully developed. Um, for some time before this, but I pitched it to him uh, over two years ago. Holy shit.
3: Wow. Yeah. Yeah,
4: What what people don't realize is that everybody who's voting is actually voting on Kyle's mental health. So uh, so, who's violence, people. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, it is it is real fun to see how people feel about different aspects of my personality. It's great. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, I, I will say, like, it started to widen Just a little now. Don't give any.
1: Don't give. I've been
2: shocked at how close it has been the whole time. Like it. It has not been a landslide. It really could go either way still. That's cool.
6: Well, I think that 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 speaks to the, the the. amazing way these characters have been developed because marshall and Nathan are so different right but they bring such different things to the table that you have people that feel equally passionate about both of them yeah because it speaks to different parts of who their character is like there's a reason why i love nathan over marshall in terms of who should be rainy black not that i don't love marshall
1: (laughs) no i know why because (laughs) because you spent most of your career managing a bunch of marshalls <laughs> I didn't want to say that. But...
3: <laughs>
1: you managed all the actors, you managed creators, you managed talent, like you managed producers, like
6: oh my like... god. I like I, I I sent I sent a diva text to somebody um to an editor like yesterday and I'm like, oh my god, have I turned? Have I become a <laughs> you, <laughs> you George
1: Lucas the other way. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and then I immediately apologized <laughs> and I was like, it's okay.
1: well let me ask let me ask you all what was your experience getting to the final page and putting two and two together that the qr code and the vote was the direction that this was heading
5: so I actually told the story in one of the older episodes. I was reading this issue Wednesday night in bed with a little black light flashlight, (laughs) you know, like going page by page
3: as we do. Sure. That's how I wrote it. (laughs) Truly. The way he set Um, up that story was awesome. He's in bed with his black light. He had his radiant black. And we're like, okay, buddy, as God intended. Yes. Oh, for sure, for sure.
5: Um, and I just see like the last page of the of the bot looking at you, and I see the QR code, and I'm am just like saying out loud, I'm like, no way, like no way, this is happening right now. So I brought my phone, I took it, and I'm like, okay, I can't do this right now. I need to go to bed because it was like 12 p.m. and <laughs> that, almost midnight. Um, and I'm still struggling with it. Like some days I feel like I want to vote Marshall, some days I want to feel I feel like I want to vote Nathan because I love them both. Um, for different reasons, and. Reading Black specifically means a lot to me because it's what brought me back into like reading comics. I don't want to say full time, but you know, um, on a regular basis. So it's still it's still very difficult for me. I'm probably gonna wait till the last day, as I do with all other important decisions in my life. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still in the middle, man. Okay. Yeah. Have yeah, you guys for... seen the like,
4: movie Swing Vote? You know the movie where they like the one with Kevin Costner. He's like, you got the choice watch oh, yeah. you're gonna be the one it's gonna be a tie <laughs> and they're gonna we're gonna have to come to you to find out how it all changes <laughs> oh
3: no, it was it was super cool like i i it was super unexpected for me even seeing the qr code i was like what like i didn't believe it at the time kind of but then i opened up the website and it was just yeah and kind of going over it the past couple of weeks and i'm sure it's gonna like feel like this even in the future it just like It's almost like we're kind of a part of history now like when this story kind of transitions it's like okay yeah we were there to make this decision so yeah it was it was awesome i love that i love that you decided to do that and yeah
2: just bravo i I hope everyone makes the right decision
3: i was gonna say that too
1: is there a right decision i don't need is there a right decision more stress please I mean, um. Michael officially announced in the Image Press release that the loser gets beaten to death by the, <laughs> the Joker with a
8: crowbar. So. Don't blame
2: me. Blame DC Comics. They made the rules.
8: It's going to be a much harder licensing deal to get than Spawn, I think. <laughs> there's,
5: there's the one thing you said on Discord, Michael, where the the person who doesn't get the the Radiant survives yes. for at least, like, ten more minutes and, like just that alone gets me thinking even more because well but hold on
1: 10 more minutes doesn't mean 10 more pages you have to also yeah, keep yeah. that in mind yeah, that's true
5: it, so. it was
2: only because some people were starting to like some people were starting to sort of project out like you know if nathan gets the radiant that means marshall will immediately collapse to the floor from a brain and you lose him and it's like you might
1: vote. hold on that might actually happen but m- not it <laughs> might happen but not that's not reasons.
2: what we're asking you to vote on right. so i don't like what you're voting on is who will be radiant black anything beyond that is out of your control
5: okay sure. so just setting the record straight all right oh, um
2: awesome.
0: and yeah, yeah reading is- the issue Is great, right? Like sorry if you want to say something. Uh it was just Getting to the last page, I was in denial, to be honest with you. Uh, at first, I thought I was—I I kept telling myself, I hope it's merch. <laughs> but I knew what it was, right? Like, <laughs> really always hope, mean, you but, always yeah, hope for some merch. Yeah, you know? the little yeah. glimmer of hope. Right? I was, I was Marshall in front of the train, like, let it be merch. But then I, <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I don't know, man, it was tough. You
2: I, must I decide a... on one of these comfortable t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> you're, oh, you're, you're,
6: I can, I can do something with that. Bar. I
0: guess. Uh, it was i had an impulse at first like on who to vote i i did vote i'm not gonna say who i vote for. i already did I, I vote for marshall but um i um i do really like both characters a lot it was hard it was very hard it was very hard and i i, I, I just look man whatever you do just don't kill orson okay like, <laughs> like whatever you do with those guys just don't kill orson like leave him out of this all right that's all right <laughs>
7: I assume, like, I assume Marshall in the next arc is going to be moving in with the Burnett's if Nathan doesn't get it, and he'll be eating the uh, oatmeal (laughs) uh, with the raisins, but it, like, as the character of Nathan, like, as a writer nearing his 30s and stuff like that, like, he's actually impacted my life, like, greatly, and to the point that I'm considering Marshall, like, it shows the strength of this, where I'm voting between, like, a character I'm so attached to. So, you know, it was really tough. I don't know if I'm going to say how I voted for it. you. You probably predict how I'm going to vote. But yeah, it was a really tough decision, which is the sign of uh, two great candidates. I wish I could vote for in real life or something. But yeah, I know was really well done.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: Marshall should not be president. I want to be really. Maybe he could be radiant black. Yeah, he sure. should not be in charge of like government. I think we can all agree on that.
3: I, I hope we can all agree on that for sure. <laughs> oh, That's a, that's awesome. And, and uh, I
1: just quick, watched. Uh, I was just watching. I was showing my girlfriend BoJack Horseman uh, oh last man. night, and I hadn't watched it in a long time, and I haven't seen the pilot in a very long time. But there are some brilliant jokes in the pilot with Mr. Peanut Butter, and all I could think of is like, "That's so martial.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Peanut Butter should not be president either. That's yeah, the, no, the moral that. of the story.
5: Either should BoJack too, but yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to ask real quick. You know, we have, I think it's the 29th is the last day Mm -hmm. to vote, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll look it up one second. It's like two weeks from today. today.
5: Do you guys have any plans of maybe putting up like a tally of the voting, or are you just going to keep it all?
1: You got to read the story, man. (laughs) Got to read the story.
0: So, yeah, that was a cover I had. So, a question I had. So, Is the so much? Two questions. The first is the person who's gonna be Radiant Black is gonna be revealed after Catalyst War? That's question A. And then question B is, are you guys gonna do like presenting your new Radiant Black? (laughs) It's gonna be on the cover. Like, is that how it's gonna be? Or is it gonna Uh, be question
1: B? No, that's not, we're not doing that. (laughs) Uh, question A, you just have to, it's you just have to, it's a good question. It's a very good question. You have to read the book. Okay.
0: So, but so you're not gonna know from the cover or the solicit. You're gonna literally have to find out when you get the book in your hand.
1: Well, you've seen the
0: covers. Okay. For twenty five. Okay.
1: So it's not no. There's not gonna be anything. There's not gonna be like a like a shout burst like introducing all new radiant black. Um,
4: You should do what Shadowhawk did. Remember, I don't know if you guys remember when they did the reveal of Shadowhawk. It was like the foldable (laughs) thing that you could lift up the actual. uh, I, I would, thought I
0: thought it was cheesy. Invincible, didn't it? like issue forty-one or something. It was all new. Invincible. It's like the same Invincible. You know? Well, you know
1: what? You'd, okay, I'll tell you something that no one knows. Uh, the on the vote page with the where you can tap on either Nathan or Marshall, and it overlays with radiant black, like when you're ch- for your choose your choice moment. Michael implemented that from assets that we have that we've always intended to do as acetate overlay covers and we haven't we just haven't been able to do it because the turnaround time is like many weeks ahead of schedule um and we just haven't been able to but but there you go so that would be the that would be the other way to do it is there's an acetate overlay like martian
2: only if you get one of those like greeting card sound chips that goes <laughs> when you open it, that would be what I would have to do to do it. Yeah,
1: sure.
7: Michael, are you worried about Russian interference in this poll? Have you uh, do you have safeguards in place in case that happens?
2: <laughs> I'm going to answer the question very genuinely. I built <laughs> a lot of stuff in to make sure that people couldn't hack the thing, destroy the database, and like, I. I I, I did not want to get to two weeks from now and be like, well, someone deleted all the votes. So yeah. no, I am not. Listen, if the Russian government came for us, I think that they could probably beat Michael's cybersecurity.
0: <laughs> cybersecurity supreme. But it might take
1: that it might take them ten to fifteen times longer than they originally <laughs>
0: forecast. Yes. Ten
2: to fifteen <laughs> seconds instead of one second. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
0: awesome.
3: Um actually one one quick thing I was I was wondering that I thought the first one actually um, did a really good job of um, was I feel like the first one you could just go in there without even reading Radiant Black or anything and kind of just pick it up and you, you get a complete story there. Um, do you think that's the same with this one? I I would probably, I would say, yeah, um, like it's kind of got some explanations, but like, do you think it's designed that you can or no? So that, that's a, I mean, that's
1: a, it's a great question. It's something that I've, I've actually thought quite a bit about. Um, it, I think this one, I think the short answer is yes. Everything you need to know, you can glean from the inside of this, this book alone um it does ask readers to take a few bigger leaps um in terms of filling in the gap or filling in pieces you know in their in their own minds uh if they don't know you know have have read other things um but you know i also grew up in an era where like (laughs) a four-part spider-man story wasn't all told in amazing spider-man like 694 through 98. It was told in like Amazing Spider-Man 694, Web of (laughs) Spider-Man like 762, like X-Men number like 43, and you know, a New Warriors, like like fucking one-shot special or something. So you I grew up in an era where um you were constantly you were just you were filling in pieces as you went. And I think I think there is a component of that with this a little bit, just with the state of the status quos of everyone. Um, but I do really quite like this format that we have of like, I mean, look, we've done now two 48 or 50 page stories that are essentially a year apart um, from each other publishing line wide wise. And like, you can read them back to back and they're like, both standalone experiences but one clearly feels like it takes place after the other one and that's a fun um little bit of connective tissue just across the two supermassives sure. um so so yes that was my roundabout way of probably not actually answering your question
0: no. i do
4: oh, have the it, idea of somebody it. only reading supermassive and going oh this marcus guy seems cool
3: what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I, I could gone le- gone I could legitimately see someone like it's oh this is a gorgeous cover. I'm just gonna pick this up. Okay, now I'm gonna go back and D- dive into these characters yeah, but yeah no.
2: I do now that we can talk about spoilers it's very funny that we've done two of these and Dylan still hasn't had the. Yeah, uh, yeah. one, day, <laughs> one day he will meet these people one, one day fall. maybe okay. tease it's that maybe so tease so that weird. weird it did but make
1: easy. it did it did make showing early art for this incredibly challenging because basically yeah. every page up until like a week ago every page
3: was with text was a spoiler sure yeah, even that first preview page, like just the date there, really shows everything. Like I just read the date, and I'm like, oh shit! Like this is not where I thought we'd be. Um, so, oh, yeah. I, I
6: did appreciate the opportunity that BB got to flirt with a cute lady. That that was always yes, fun. yes, fun.
3: yes. Who whose idea was that, or did that just come in? Because that that was it was very well done. We love that dynamic.
8: I came up in the just that was, like strangely one of really the really early yeah. pieces yeah. of it all. There was a version of the story where that was a much bigger piece of it and they then just, just as like everything else changed we added bits on it had to just wasn't quite enough room for it but um yeah this idea of like a, a cross time romance that is fleeting because like in, in some way like kind of metatextually because supermassives are these like fleeting self-contained events this romance was fleeting and self-contained and kind of tragic because of that um was really appealing to us so yeah it had like its origins really early on. I can't remember who in the room sort of first pitched it.
6: I think um, I think it, initially Kyle did because Kyle wanted romance. And um, and I, I really like what it became though because I felt especially for Bibi who's in such a dark place at the moment for her to be able to find a connection with this person mm-hmm. even if it lasts for five minutes um, shows that she's not completely cut off from the world yet. Yeah. And I really liked that for her to at yeah. least have this moment of humanity and this like connection with this person that she doesn't know, but understands. thought so that was cool.
0: Yeah. Well, Matt, when are you uh, going to reveal more about the future of Inferno go red? I'm gonna put you on the spot here. <coughs> yeah, Matt. <laughs>
8: what are you going to say? I guess what I'll say is I'm hoping that like, Hey, look, you got a little bit more in front of Go Red when you weren't expecting it is enough to tide people over for a little bit longer. Um, yeah, soon, I reckon, hopefully. Soon.
0: Soon. That's the massive first catchphrase. Yes. Soon. That's right. Yeah.
3: Soon, hopefully. Soon, hopefully. But
0: yeah. And, and then my last question is, is like, what's, I guess, in, Without too many details, what is the future of the Masterverse like moving forward? We've got Catalyst War to look forward to. I think in Dead Lucky we got uh, some teases of um, the name the Empire, Pyre, right? Pyre returning, and then in uh, Rogue Sun, obviously we've got Morningstar, and ev- that's been built up for a while, so everyone's really excited for that. So what do we have to look forward to? Uh, you know, just like a quick blurb, you know. Besides Supermassive 3, because we know that's confirmed already. Well, and selfishly,
1: I'm (laughs) going to say no one because it's eating up every moment of my life. Um, Well, we're all about to start new arcs, basically. Um, And so there's a lot of new status quo that's happening in the immediate future. Um, Catalyst War and No One, for me... Are the rest of my year um and they're gonna be they're they're gonna be things that uh that are we're we're gonna be doing things that are even more ambitious so we're 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 working on those now um i have some some thoughts and ideas you know broadly um beyond that but nothing we can you know Really talk about.
2: We've just, sent some yeah. long emails to each other. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, that's good. Um, I
2: just like, yeah, look, I think Catalyst War is going to be huge. I, I don't feel like I need to hype that more. The stuff that Ryan and Abel are talking about for this next arc of Rogue Sun is some of my favorite stuff we've done in the book so far. I. I do not think you're going to see some of it coming. It's real fun. Melissa wait. is taking BB to some weird new places. Like, it's it's a different direction. It's a different space for her. I think it's going to be a... Well, it's not going to be a good time for her, but I think it'll be a good time for us.
1: I'm excited uh, for people to spend more time with Pyre as well.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, good one. No one is going to keep being its own insane podcast comic book self. Uh, there will be news on more Inferno Go Red soon, hopefully. And
1: <laughs> oh, uh, San and- Diego Comic Con is going to be very big for us. Oh, yeah. So we have a panel down there, uh, this year, uh, similar to last year. We don't know what day it is just yet. But if any listeners have plans to go to San Diego this year, um, you're definitely going to want to come find our panel. We'll, of course, announce it and I'll put it out through the newsletter and through social and whatnot um, as soon as we have it from the convention. But, um, yeah, we're going to we're going to probably talk about some some pretty cool and, and big stuff
3: there.
6: And Radiant Pink is is coming to a close. Yeah. But... Yep.
3: I just gorgeous got the last cover gorgeous cover on that volume too uh, that looks really really mm-hmm. nice I just got the the last issue the other day actually copies of it
6: it's I really like I really love how it ended I mm-hmm. thought it was a great end for that arc and for um where where uh Eva needs to be and I think um sets her and Kelly up for very cool things in the future assuming Kyle wants to keep playing with those toys which I hope he does
2: they just have to make it through an intergalactic war first, and then we'll see what happens, you know? Then we'll yeah. see.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that's about to happen.
4: Not yeah. to hype up uh, Kyle's War more, it's so important I actually have to check in with Kyle often be- to find out to make... Because we're in the verse. I got to be like, hey, can I do this? Is this going to be okay? Like, it's yeah, it's a big deal, man. I'm, I'm excited for what... I just remember when we were in Lockport and you were driving around showing me where you grew up and you started pitching me the whole thing. And i think about four times i was like can you do that so it'll be it's possible the
2: answer should have been no but we made it yes and we're doing it anyway yeah
1: Yeah, it's um it's it's (laughs) it's a thing it's a thing we're doing so yeah
2: um but yes stay tuned i think I think we're uh, like I don't know exactly what we're announcing at San Diego yet, but some fun stuff. I think it sounds like that's awesome.
3: Is there ever a chance you guys come up to Canada, come up to Toronto here? Is there ever a chance for I was that suppo-
1: ever? I was supposed to do Toronto something this year, Fan Expo. Yeah, but I don't think that I don't think it worked out. Um, but yeah, I've I've done the shows in Toronto oh, yeah? before, nice. and then. Um, the Circle Guy News guys are in Buffalo, so I make it out to Buffalo oh, cool. uh, once in a while, Ooh, uh, and nice. we we go to escape rooms and throw axes and pack. Uh, QR Do you throw axes boxes.
2: in escape rooms, or is that Whoa. two different things? Whoa. I mean, we're <laughs> I trying were... to
1: bring. Yeah, that's more of an over the Canadian border thing. <laughs> it's less strict uh, on the axe throwing escape room yep. situation
2: because oh, yeah. of all the moose. Uh, yes. yes. Oh yeah. And gotta be careful. Gotta be yeah. careful.
6: I had oh. um, until very recently I have a full-time job that literally just like took over my life quite recently as a as a writer and it ends may thirty first so I'm actually very excited about that because that means I can actually try and go to conventions nice like, not you. You know, ones that are within drivable distance so. mm-hmm. good for you that's <laughs> awesome
2: unfortunately for Matt and myself, Canada is not in drivable distance <laughs> but fair enough. <laughs> That's
3: fair. Yep. And funny.
4: I and I will not be at San Diego this year because my brother's getting married that
2: weekend. What? Oh. I mean, congratulations to your brother. That's so exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Did he not know when San Diego Comic Con yeah, was? He, was, was schedule around.
4: <laughs> he doesn't he's like, you do what for a living? And I'm like, Don't worry about it, man. Just I'll be your I'll be in your wedding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no one we yeah, we didn't mention no one or thing, we're just focusing on the massive ones, but totally like no one's been amazing. It's impressive. Um, it's impressive. I mean, oh. Kyle's managing to capture a lot of people's like, you know, thinking space. Like, people are mm-hmm. used to writing essays about like Marshall or Nathan, or they're writing like inf- info dumps about like no one. Yeah, it's no crazy. One, yeah. How
3: yeah, much fun so. was that to actually like make the <laughs> podcast? Like, we see you on the roofs, like with the recorder. Like, what was that like <laughs> for you? Um, well, that part of it is
1: I did way less of that than than you might think from <laughs> from photos of me on a roof with a reporter. <laughs> uh, that happened all of once. Um, no, I, yeah, I sorry, what was the question? How much of it?
3: Just, yeah, like, what was that like making a podcast? Like, what was, yeah.
1: Well, I'll tell you, okay, um, <clears throat> I can keep this short. This really kind of, in a lot of ways, dates back to Melissa, because when, we were doing Power Rangers together. Um at some point. Oh, it was when we were doing the video game. So that was like the last thing I did with the brand is I wrote the Sha or the um Battle the, for the, ba- the Battle for the Grid game for Enway and Hasbro. And Melissa was at Hasbro then. And then the producer on the Lionsgate side, because the project actually was in conjunction with Lionsgate because of the new movie. I think that's where the budget came from sort of thing, um, is uh, a friend of ours named Amanda Cruz. And I have this background as a sound editor before I I was writing. I I went to film school, but I had a background before I got into film school in sound editing that I taught myself when I was at the university of Iowa and doing short films and stuff and doing all the sound for it. And so then at Chapman, that was kind of like an emphasis that I still curated and I did it on all my own films, but I was doing like full five, one mixes and like discrete channel stuff in the theaters. And so then after film school, as I was finishing my own movie, I ended up getting a job because of that background at a place called Sound Deluxe, which is a big um, post-production sound facility in L.A. They did the majority of movies, basically. Um, and I was working for the the Hollywood Edge division, but then I was also cutting on some films like on the side for one of the owners. Um, and so like I was kind of on this path as a sound editor, but cool. it's like not what I wanted to do. Cool. And So I actually was started writing comics like during that time and then was able to leave because of the new 52. I quit my sound editing job and then started writing comics full time. So Amanda knew some of this and I ended up doing you know, a lot of the voice directing on the video game as well. And so Amanda started yelling at me. She's like, you really should do like a narrative podcast. And I was like, ah, that sounds awful. I don't want to. Why would I? (laughs) That sounds like so much work. And then after doing after after doing the game uh, and then during the pandemic, I actually I think I can say this. I sold a show to Spotify that didn't end up going forward but it was a DC related show and writing the pilot for that was so much fun. And I knew exactly what to do kind of in the space. And so those experiences together made it so that when I had the, the, the concept for how to do no one, in this kind of like massive verse 21st century way, it was like, Oh yeah. Not only do I know, not only does that work for the concept, but I actually believe I have the background kind of knowledge and and background to uh, to actually be able to pull this off. So so I do a little cutting on it. Um, Alec does most of the cutting, but I I direct it all. So like we did, we did two or three days of recording in January, February for the first six episodes. And we have two more days of recording coming up uh, later uh, this this summer here um, for the remaining episodes that. Certainly, they tie into the issues very tightly. So there's quite a bit of coordination there um, that you have to do up front. And then Matt Matt has done work on the project as well. Um, and yeah, it's just it's a lot. It's a lot to wrangle.
8: That's that's what I would say. Because it's all actually very surprising to me. I thought it was all real.
1: I mean, it's uh, it's 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 my reality. <laughs>
6: Kyle likes there. to make things so much more difficult for himself. Yeah. He <laughs> needs it to be. But like That's it okay. makes it awesome. so much better for the rest of us. But it is always fun to witness when he's just like, hey, you know it would be cool. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> 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 you
0: know, it's it's so good. I have to listen to it not on speakers because it's it it is like so real that i I'll probably freak my partner out <laughs> with it so as i like, especially when the the voice was and everything no it's inc- it's incredible stuff like in in a lot of different ways too not only from the production end but also you pacing the script and everything working with all the people that you're working with yeah i can't imagine yeah amazing stuff well
1: i mean i loved i love directing like that's like my first love so like i still haven't done a feature yet but You know, I was supposed to do one this year and it didn't end up or maybe it was last year at this point. It all blurs together and didn't end up working out um, for where I was at in my career. And but all of that is why I love doing this. Like, it's kind of the same thing. It's like putting together different talented people, you know, all working towards a common goal and kind of building stuff together. And um, yeah, so. It's definitely um, it's definitely an ambitious project that you know we did we are doing. I mean, I don't know if you saw we, we are, we're doing some CG stuff as well. Um, viral. You mean
2: actual of... live recordings of the real world?
0: Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. No. That that was super cool incredible. Too. No. Awesome. Yeah. No. It's been amazing. We're we're. It's, it's been tough, like, reviewing No One because, obviously, we love every single issue, mm-hmm. but there's so much that happens. Like, I feel there's like so everything we have, like, idea. you know, we're like... That's why the they album. have
1: the big board. They yeah. have the <laughs> board oh, yeah. segment. that helps. segment. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I do appreciate... One thing I really want to praise everyone uh, for, for doing on the No One, and this you guys putting the 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 pictures and the names at the, the end of every book that really helps a lot Characters, so i yeah. i personally really yeah i personally really appreciate that i think it really helps with trying to yeah. figure out you know the puzzle end and everything but i think yeah i think that's a good place i know you guys are super busy and we talked a lot of massiverse tonight i just want to say i know some recent announcements i i don't know if i'm pronouncing it correctly i know melissa's got a story is it in zeno from oni press coming out soon
6: yeah yeah it's it's i really um i'm excited about it it's a completely it's not a superhero story it's meant to be more like a twilight zone inspired kind of short and um and the colors uh and the art are all incredible and i'm really excited for it Very cool. yeah I,
0: I just pre-ordered uh, it looks great i can't wait and then i know ryan just announced today that he's doing a harley quinn story in one of the Shit. issues so that's incredible. That. Okay. Yeah, are awesome. that as well so that's awesome stuff so congratulations you guys seen them not only in the masterverse but everywhere in
6: comics now so
0: pick up yeah. some of the work they're doing
6: and they also we also get them back for power rangers or oh, right. of course
0: right Power Rangers. I, I just started reading that, by the way. I started with Kyle's yeah. run, and I'm moving into the Ryan stuff. And I'm gonna get through it all, and it's been super it's, good so far. Incredible. Yeah. And then, um, Matt, do you have anything coming up as well?
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
5: you want <share? laughs> like to share? With uh, you know, no, least, okay. I wish I could. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. uh,
8: uh, yeah, Well, the I'm, ultra I'm...
1: the Ultraman mini series has, has been announced oh. that okay. we're doing it. So ultraman marvel universe is coming up that matt's
8: writing the big crossover yeah mm-hmm. um and maybe there are a few other small marvelous things coming soon in the
2: soon hopefully right so, yeah. soon, soon, hopefully. Hopefully. soon yeah. comma, hopefully it's my catch of <laughs> soon
8: <laughs> <We're> <laughs> that, um i still think that the best thing I have ever written and ever will write is the name of the greengrocer in the supermassive. So it is kind of all downhill for me. <laughs> the what? The name of the greengrocer in the supermassive. The greengrocer? The, like, the
2: supermarket that they go into? The is that, you know, you know, the nemesis <laughs> no of Spider-Man, the greengrocer? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, that was cool.
2: We can also
1: tell, wait, ice cream? No, that's not it. What is it? <laughs>
2: The thing uh, is that sometimes Matt will have an insane idea and I will just do it rather than bothering everybody else. Was well, it your
1: idea about the problem. ice cream cooler? Here's the problem, Matt. It's covered up by... Yeah, I can't read it.
4: I'm
8: looking yeah, at
1: I it.
2: Yeah, I have to sort of put it together with that and then it
8: appears again at the uh, end. And you <laughs> have of just tomo- is it Tag of, of Tomorrow? Yeah, it's, it's Veg of Tomorrow and <laughs> their tagline <laughs> is Buy, Save, Repeat.
7: <laughs> Thank you.
3: Bravo. Oh, <laughs> man. Bravo. He did
7: the diner in the other one. So these super massive titles, like you just nailed the names of buildings. So it was like a really good one too. Like, I don't that's know. how I earned my... Well,
2: <laughs> by the way,
1: Wellness Wallace, that is a Matt, that's a Mac room special. Oh, awesome. <laughs> okay.
2: We have to explain Wellness Wallace before. We yes, like, please, I know yes, we're trying please, to end. Yes. We, you, Matt, so, yeah. you do please. have to close this by explaining Wellness Wallace to them. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah,
8: we were working on the fear sequence and we had like discuss that obviously a big fear of Nathan's would be his career slipping away from him. And we'd also discuss the idea that their fears, because the the room is reading them as one hero is getting their fears intermingled, which meant that Marshall would have to have a fear as well. And Marshall being who he is, we thought that a mascot that was like a real straight edge representative who also has a kind of horrific visage would be a hilarious Fear for him, and because there's a lot of like serious stuff going on in that scene, there's a way to counterbalance that a little bit. Uh, and he's inspired by a character in Australia called Healthy Harold, which was like a puppet giraffe that would travel around in a van and teach you that drugs are bad. Um, and every school child in Australia has encountered this fucking puppet giraffe.
7: I'm going to YouTube right after this, you know, I am,
8: (laughs) and like it's just it was one of those things where we didn't give a lot of direction to Daniele for wellness Wallace. I think we said, Oh, he's kind of like a puppet elephant, but you know, through that weird <laughs> puppet lens. Uh, and then, yeah, we got, we got what we got and an icon was born. Mm-hmm. And, and Just
4: to show you the level of complexity. I got a G chat and they go, Hey, what's Caleb <laughs> <Brin>? <laughs> and there I went is. drowning. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I don't think they even asked me. They just knew immediately what it would be.
0: (laughs) That's that. that, The Wellness Wallace is up there with some of the scariest Rogue Sun villains. I'll say that. that, That's uh, that's how terrifying I was. Um, But I have uh, to admit,
2: I do now retroactively wish we ended this with Wellness Wallace will return. (laughs) That's not a promise we have any intention of following through on, but I do wish we'd put it in there. I mean, you never know
0: black yeah exactly yep, you never know but uh yeah no thanks guys and then next week of course you got ordinary gods 12 so kyle's closing that up i think that's the last issue Yep. You got radiant pink 5 right yep. and then um one there was one more what was it uh, oh super massive sorry super massive <laughs> super <laughs> oh, 2023 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I got so many copies now oh my god so yeah we'll, we'll give away some copies of super massive 2023 we'll do a giveaway and everything so if you're listening check that out that's some sort of link and everything awesome too check out supermassive yeah and because it's gonna be it's it's great we've already read it it's great i can confirm i can (laughs) anyway um thank you so much for uh joining us guys make sure you check out everything uh everything all the amazing creators are doing here they're pushing the envelope for what you can do in comic books seriously amazing innovative stuff um everyone's talking about how immersive no one is everyone talking how incredible these books are down from representation to art to writing to every facet so Please check it out and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Stay radiant.